Thank you for listening to the Leader Coronavirus Daily. We're bringing you the latest news and analysis as this pandemic unfolds. So please do share the podcast and give us a rating too. It helps a lot in spreading the word about the show. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. Hi, I'm David Marsland. It's being called our hour of need. We are at a critical time for the NHS in London and it's going to be more critical in the two weeks ahead. Political editor Joe Murphy as the NHS has stretched to breaking point. Also, air pollution levels are dramatically lower across London at the moment. And we're very fortunate because we've got a great monitoring network run by the team at King's College London. The founder of Clean Air London, Simon Burkett, on the remarkable reduction of pollution in the city since the lockdown. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comet. In a moment, Joe Murphy on the appeals for the country to help our doctors and nurses. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hi i'm lawrence delalio host of the evening standard rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with qbe business insurance The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. London's NHS has reached its hour of need with beds and staffing under pressure amid a growing row over the failure to introduce mass testing for coronavirus. Mayor Sadiq Khan's making an appeal for businesses and organisations across the capital to lend the health service their vehicles, hotel rooms and any spare medical facilities. I'm joined now by our political editor, Joe Murphy. And Joe, these sound like increasingly desperate times. We are at a critical time for the NHS in London, and it's going to be more critical in the two weeks ahead. So as of now, the modelling, I'm told, shows that we're going to start to run out of capacity within days. But, like the 7th Cavalry, in the nick of time, the new NHS Nightingale Hospital at Excel Centre is going to open, probably on Friday, might be a bit later, And that's going to immediately bring 500 beds. So the rescue is here for the time being. But then we go into towards the peak of the crisis in London over the next couple of weeks. The numbers are going to build 
quickly of infections and therefore people falling seriously ill in some cases. And this is where Sadiq Khan feels like we need the reserves. He's calling on businesses and organisations to give everything they can to help the NHS, isn't he? This is like calling up the civilian army when the regular army is really facing overwhelming numbers. So he's asked football clubs, for a start, to lend their resources, because it turns out that football clubs have private medical facilities and, 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 and health personnel, who some of them are lending to the NHS. They've also got um, uh, all sorts of other facilities. Chelsea is lending its hotel that it uses for players before matches. Um, and Crystal Palace has offered its entire stadium, if the NHS can make use of it. Uh, but the mayor's widened the call to all London businesses, anybody who's got vehicles, who's got um, premises that might help, facilities, and especially medical expertise, um, to throw their hands to the wheel to try and get this huge crisis sorted. Now, meanwhile, the government's been facing further accusations of perhaps not doing enough. The Housing Secretary, Robert Jenrick, was doing the rounds this morning and he was uh, struggling to answer what's been going on with ventilators. I think in the course of the last few weeks, we've seen ministers doing full media rounds, but today was, I thought, the hardest round and Robert Jenrick was getting really hostile questions from every single broadcaster, which shows, I think, it reflects the mood that broadcasters are picking up on that... People, including experts, including NHS experts, are demanding answers to their questions. So they're sort of standing up, trying to um, put those questions. And the unfortunate Mr Jenrick got the rough end of quite a few exchanges. But yes, he was struggling um, on the questions of testing. He was didn't really manage to explain why we're only testing um, a bit over 8,000 people a day when we have apparently he says a capacity for twelve and a half thousand tests he wasn't able to name the chemicals that we don't have the reagents which are holding back our testing capacity and on ventilators he was able to promise quotes thousands close quotes will be delivered by the new British suppliers next week but he wasn't actually able to say how many the NHS had put in orders for that expected to be delivered in that time so we're left with um, quite a few questions not properly answered and and w w people will have seen a minister being given the third degree and that shows, I think, people's patience, especially on this testing issue, is wearing a bit thin. Next. This really is a very tragic experiment to be conducting, but it does show us very clearly how much the traffic pollution in particular is the source of dangerous air pollution in London. Campaigner Simon Burkett on the cleaner air in London. Can it last past lockdown? A 
Alright, so it's not exactly a woodland glen, but the air in London is definitely a lot cleaner than it was before lockdown. Fewer cars and lorries on the roads means pollution levels in the last few weeks have fallen to their lowest levels since records began in some areas. Simon Burkett's the director of Clean Air London, which has been campaigning for lower pollution in the city, and he joins me over Zoom now. Simon, it certainly feels cleaner in London. How much of a difference is there? First thing is, you're, you're absolutely right. Air pollution levels are dramatically lower across London at the moment. And we're very fortunate because we've got a great monitoring network run by the team at King's College London who have been doing this for a very long time. And so what I have done uh, by way of example is uh, look at what's been going on at the Brompton Road monitor, which is very close to Harrods. And what uh, I did was I looked at the nitrogen dioxide concentrations at five o'clock every Monday evening so far this year and compared them to five o'clock Monday this week. And I found that there's been a 58, or I found that there's been a 58% reduction in nitrogen dioxide concentrations this Monday compared to the average of the 12 previous Mondays. And that really is a dramatic reduction in this toxic gas. And I suppose we can fairly conclusively say that that is because of the self-isolation and lockdown measures in the city at the moment. It most uh, certainly is um, because of that. There's a dramatic reduction, of course, almost uh, complete absence of of diesel vehicles. There are some. This is a busy road. uh, it has some buses going along it and, and emergency vans and, and ambulances and things. So there is some activity. Uh, but nitrogen dioxide is a, a great indicator of uh, combustion pollution. And diesel vehicles amongst traffic produce about 90 to 95% of the exhaust emissions of, of nitrogen dioxide. We mustn't forget, of course, building emissions and building activity, you know, energy, heating and cooking is down Uh, But of course, it's still there, which is why we're still seeing levels, let's say on these Monday evenings, as an example, of around 20 micrograms per cubic metre. Um, compared to the World Health Organization guideline and legal limit of of 40. If this was sustained, what kind of a difference could it make to Londoner and Londoner's health? Well, this really is um, a very tragic uh, experiment, but it it does show us very clearly um, how much the traffic pollution in particular uh, is the source of dangerous air pollution in London. Uh, the nitrogen dioxide is largely a traffic problem. Yes, there's some from, from gas heating and cooking, and we, we absolutely mustn't forget that either. Uh, but I, what I would like to see is a lesson taken from this tragic experiment where we actually decide to re-engineer our cities um, to get something positive out of this and actually um, ask the government to target the tens and hundreds of billions of pounds it's, it's uh, spending and giving us grants on companies um, spending it uh, on clean air projects so that we can actually engineer in this sort of benefit all the time. Of course, with the the people moving around and the traffic moving around, as we hope they will be in a few weeks or a few months. Yeah, I wonder when that traffic does return, how quickly we could lose these gains, given how quickly we got them in the first place. We could easily get them back, uh, the, the problem back in two or three days. Um, if 
if nothing else was done. And we would certainly see that in the short term. I, I have no doubt of that. And to be honest, I think you'd, you'd see a surge in deliveries and activities um, if, if people could move around. And that's what we've seen in other countries in after previous um, pandemics. But I think um, we do have um, this, this site by Harrods in Brompton Road is quite a good example because it's just outside the ultra low emissions zone and it's due to be included in October next year. Uh, and that just um, is something which is positive to look forward to because it will uh, lock into, you know, to an extent, some of these benefits because that combined with some really wet and windy weather over the last uh, 12 or 18 months uh, has reduced concentrations of nitrogen dioxide within the ultra-low emission zone uh, by about a third, according to the Mayor's office. So is that it then? Is London's air clean now or are there any other threats other than traffic that we need to worry about? We mustn't forget particles. Um, so this is uh, nitrogen dioxide is very much a sort of um, diesel gas heating and cooking problem. Particles uh, come from many sources, so construction activity, farming emissions, um, coal-fired power stations, although we haven't got many of those anymore. And last weekend, we actually had a particle episode. So during this um, lockdown period, the very light easterly winds were bringing in our own pollution, which is normally blown uh, towards the east by the prevailing southwesterly wind. But we were getting um, our own pollution back and we were getting pollution from as far away as Poland um, and picking up um, uh, things across the continent as well. So we had a sort of moderate particle pollution episode last weekend. Uh, we also need to worry about the stories we're hearing about wood burning. Uh, that really is a plague on our cities, and I would like to see wood burning banned in the same way I'd like to see diesel vehicles banned to achieve some of these benefits. We have more of the latest and breaking coronavirus news on our live blog. You'll find that at standard.co.uk. And that's The Leader. Subscribe through your podcast provider and give us a rating too. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.